Google again. Yeah, that's right. I let the music play a little longer this time, and the reason I did that was because we got our old song back. Big thank you to Alex Gruel, I think is how you say his name. He wrote this song. We got in trouble on YouTube, and now we got permission to use it, so YouTube can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, a big thank you for Alex, and a big thanks to Oak for covering us for the week that we didn't have a song. And uh, here we go again. You were listening to Music, Myths, and Cannabis. I'm Leon. This is my good buddy, Daryl. How's it going today? Today is all great. Pretty freaking hot, though. Oh I can't it's crazy hot. I do not like heat. Heat is not my friend. It was still hot, like at 11 last night. It was still 27 or something. That's gross. <clears throat> it, to me, as far as, far as heat, hot and cold, I'd rather be uh, cold because if it was cold, I can always have a fire or something and get myself warmer. I agree. But if it's hot, you either have air conditioning or you're suffering. Thank God for central air. Yeah, I don't have that. I got it in a few <laughs> rooms, but unfortunately not in the room that we're talking in here right now. So anyways, um, we're thinking about doing a show a week. We're going to do probably two shows back to back on one day and then just release them, you know, one one week and one the next week. Here's the problem with that. We smoke dope while we're doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the second, second show might be a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more uh, toasted on the second show. I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet. We'll see. But anyways, um, this week I was thinking, well, we both got talking about it. And we were talking about maybe doing something about the long lines. What influenced us so much on music and why we are the way we are? Because both of us are bizarre when it comes to music. N- not necessarily knowledge, but the want to know, the interest. And not everybody's like that. You you must get this. I get this a lot where people are like, holy shit, how do you remember all that stuff? Yeah, I mean... I can't think of a day that goes by without music, right? Like, oh, there's always something. Never happened. I learned so much from music. And you know what I was thinking about this today was, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, when I hear a song and I like it right away, I tend to not like it for a long time. Like, it's not one that sticks with me. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, okay, oh, that's really cool. And then shortly I'm sick of it. But with, uh, and then there's other songs where I didn't necessarily like it at first and then somehow it grows on me and then it, they turn into some of my most favoritest ones. So, okay, I was going to go along with our influences. So, uh, to start that off, I was curious, what kind of music did your parents listen to when you were growing up? Uh, a lot of country, a lot of rock, like Beatles and stuff, a lot of surf rock. Surf rock, like the Beach Boys? Yes. And Jan, Jan and Dean, stuff like that. Cannot stand that shit. Really? That, I've, that was probably my first. <laughs> I don't like, know. It's too high and nasal for me. <laughs> I really liked it. I like the surf rock still, actually. I like the stories behind them, but I'm not the... Uh, That's probably what got me into music, really. That Beatles, surf rock, Beach Boys. Beatles, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. But uh, Beach Boys, yeah, it's not so much. I, I got a little bit interested when I found out the Charles Manson connection with them, I guess, because I'm kind of morbid in that yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of sense. And you know that one, right? I know a little bit about it, yes. Charles Manson had... He was he was quite musical, and he wrote. wrote a, he got to he got to know the one guy in the band. Who was it? Was was it Brian Johnson? No, no, it was, it was it. I think it was Brian. Not uh, Brian Johnson. Brian. Uh, yeah, uh, Brian Johnson. Wilson. Brian Wilson. Thank you. Um, and he, anyways, he wrote a song. Uh, they said they were going to record it, then they didn't. He got pissed off. Then they did record it, but they changed a couple, a little bit of the lyrics and the name of the song. I can't. I couldn't tell you the name of the song. I wasn't actually expecting to talk about this, but yeah, I don't know either. And then uh, the story goes is that he was pissed off and he went to the house, I don't know, whatever, to confront him about it. That was when the, he had already moved, but Sharon Tate and, and all the others were living in that house. And the story goes on and that's history. But that's what I understand. Yeah. Truth of it, I don't know. 
So, okay, well, you're listening to the kind of, um, Beach Boys and stuff. Your parents are listening to it and whatnot. And then what did you start noticing that you listened to that you like different than what was your parents' favorites? That's a tough one. Um, lots of rock, I guess. I don't know. Um, I can't think of offhand. Who busted out in your world as far as making an influence on you? What changed me, uh, I listened to a lot of like rock and pop stuff. And then like 83, when Def Leppard Pyromania came out, that changed me. Like I, it opened me up to Ozzy, Rat, Dio, Maiden, Priest, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was the first band I ever saw. I had a TV commercial for the album. Oh, really? I never saw that before. I, I remember sitting at my buddy Ken's house. Yeah, this commercial comes on. It's, it was almost like today's music videos, but then it would be like, you know, 30 seconds and then yeah. buy it at your local <clears throat> Sam Records or whatever the hell it is you buy your records from. Yeah, that's led me into the metal. That was the first one? Yeah, uh, was yeah, Def for Leopard, sure. Was Def Leppard, eh? Definitely. Not really the biggest metal album, like really, but yeah, that opened up the doors for me. And then what was your next thing? Do you have any idea what you sort of flowed into after that? I know you said, you said already a couple of the bands that were ready to, so you bought that, that album, I'm sure. Yes. And then like I borrowed some albums off a friend like Rat, Ozzy. Rat, right? Kickaxe, stuff like that. Kickaxe, Canadian. Dio. Um, yeah. And then I think Master of Puppets Metallica is what really changed me again into the thrash kind of stuff. Yeah. Metallica had a big influence on me. I had heard a lot of the heavier metal, but it wasn't my jam. A friend of mine, Jason Ziegler, he's a, he actually died when he was really young, but um, he, he was constantly telling me, you got to get into this Metallica. You're going to love it. You just don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it for a long time. And, and I then, didn't either. Eh? And then just one day. And then one day. I think the song um, Disposable Heroes did it for me. I think for me it was that, uh, I, I know this is kind of late coming into the Metallica game. I already owned the other albums, but I didn't listen to them too much like Ride the Lightning and whatnot, but what I, when I really started listening to him would have been that uh, Inner Sandman with the Black album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely it. And I remember going over to your place and it yes. was blasting constantly that and <laughs> Queensryche and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But that definitely had an influence on me too. Um, what about, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you about me. My parents, they um, definitely a lot of country. My folks had different musical tastes. My dad was more on the countryside and my mom, she was more... Um, recent so whatever was recent at the time she was more familiar with that which was cool because that kind of got me in the top 40 Pink Floyd was a huge a huge thing for me um, I think I got into that through my brother had the wall not the wall um, Dark Side of the Moon and I started listening to that and it was just like what is this and then I dug deeper and and Pink Floyd I don't know that's one of those bands I can listen to just about every album but not every album is awesome some of their oldest stuff is quite bizarre but I still find it interesting. I'll even listen to Sid Barrett. He he went crazy. Yeah. And he, later on, he, he put out this album um, on his own. And I'll, I'll even listen to that. And it's absolute, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like it. I have to say, I probably never li listened to a full Pink Floyd album. No way. <laughs> Not that I don't like them. Just, I don't know. You have to be in the right mood, I guess. You got to be in the right mood. But they also, it, every album is pretty much a whole story. You can't just... Like I, I'll hear the wall on the radio and stuff like that. And it's it's out of place, you know. It's it's yeah. It's, without it's the rest, the whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing has to go together. But then again, who's got three hours to listen to, <laughs> yeah. to the album? Uh, the Beatles were definitely a huge influence on me. Again, not every Beatles album or song. Some of the old doo-wop stuff. I will check it out. Getting a little bit. What do you call it? Like uh, into vintage or yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Some, so sometimes I'll check it out. But when they came, it was I do like that old stuff. I do. I have to be in the right mood, of course, and the right people around you. You yeah. can't go to your your heavy metal, your death metal concerts <laughs> yeah. and, and start blasting that shit, and everybody's not going to be happy. That's for sure. 
so Pink Floyd. Uh, what about Led Zeppelin? What, what were they for you? Yeah, they're big. I, you know, I didn't get into a lot of that classic rock till after. I think I started with the Doors. Yeah, I, I, I kind of worked my way back. You know the funny thing with the Doors. Bands. Sorry, uh, you know the funny thing about the Doors that just kind of made me chuckle is I was into the Doors until they came up with that movie, The Doors. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, and after the, the movie, everybody was into the Doors, and I'm kind of weird in the sense that if everybody's into it, I just kind of lose interest. Yeah, no, I get it. And then that was about it. And then the Tea Party guy, he was singing for them for a little while. Yeah, he did actually a pretty good job. He, I thought he did a pretty good job, but he was already very Jim Morrisony. Yeah, it, yeah. There was even rumor around when they came out, like, is he Jim Morrison's yeah, son? And oh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I hadn't heard that. I wonder what he's doing now. I have no idea. Probably. I think he had some solo stuff out for sure. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. The Tea Party music was... What I, see, I, I did listen to that stuff. Yeah, I like their first album for sure. I seen them in uh, in Saskatoon. No, saw never them never seen them. I saw them with 13 Engines and Blind Melon. Really? Yeah, I've seen Blind Melon once. Did you? Where'd you see them? In Vancouver, but not the one where he peed on everybody. <laughs> I didn't know about it was that a, one. No? No. I can't remember who they're opening for, but he came out and he peed all over the stage. <laughs> um, when I saw him, it was uh, Neil Young and um, Pearl Jam and Blind Melon Open, BC Place. That was a pretty good one. Did, um, did Neil Young and Pearl Jam play together? No, they did not. Uh, Neil Young had Booker T with him. Booker T, no yes. way. That's interesting. You've seen them. Yeah. No, I... I've never seen Neil Young. I, Neil Young is one of those. Um, I didn't like him when I was a kid. I always thought I, I don't know. No, I just did. Uh, I couldn't get into that high. I'm not a. I like him with some of his songs, but after Blind Melon and Pearl Jam, who I was a huge fan of at the time, still am actually. It was kind of a letdown to tell you. Oh the truth. yeah, <laughs> it was. It was still good for what it was. Neil Young, but was I he mean, all political? No, just from like mosh pit from Pearl Jam to hippie dancing. You know. Okay, I could <laughs> see that for sure. For sure, he's all political now, and he's quite apparently quite disappointed to see, as yeah, you yeah. said. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to be pissed off. He's still married to Daryl Hannah. Uh, I believe he is, and I think that's the reason why he wasn't talking to Crosby anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard him heard him on Howard, and he was talking about Howard. Kind of has a way of sucking information out of people, and he got him to admit why they weren't talking to each other. And I guess that uh, I think it was David Crosby. I think it was Crosby, and he had said some things about Daryl Hannah, and he was defending his woman, and yeah. and they never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> they even asked him, "You think you'll ever get back together?" Nope, nope, never gonna happen. But um, I also, when I went to I went to radio school, and I was going on about how much I didn't like Neil Neil Young and stuff, and my teacher got so pissed off at me. <laughs> he was like, "He's a friend of mine." <laughs> I was like, "I'm sure he calls you every week." One album that definitely changed the scene, maybe not your favorite, um, Corn. Right. They opened up like so many other bands copied their style when they came out. Like there was really nothing like that before the new metal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Corn. I love Corn. And obviously the Seattle bands, all those, all of them changed the big four, I guess, of Seattle. That would be Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. No, who's four? Soundgarden. Okay, there you go. I, I had said two, so I was giving you. Yeah, two. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do who the I do who the four were. Yeah, yeah, the whole grunge scene did change. That was I can't say one particular band. If I had to, I guess I would say Nirvana. Uh, do you say Nirvana or Nirvana? Nirvana. Yeah, me too. Uh, so those out of those four, though, I've never really considered Soundgarden grunge. I don't know. Maybe they're just a different type of grunge or something. Well, when I hear that Jesus Christ pose stuff, to me that's quite grungy. But they all came out at the same time. Yeah. So it was just this wave of of of. Of a new music. It I was think so Soundgarden awesome. actually had the big, like the album contract before the rest of them. Yeah, I, th- I think actually I think you're right. 
to me, what it was that what that whole thing to me that would change about it. What I love so much, it was the whole heavy but slow. Yeah, that yeah. was like what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Speaking of heavy and slow, another game changer for me would be like the band Obituary, Death Metal. That's what totally got me into Death Metal. Yeah, the first Obituary for sure, slow and heavy. Yeah, you really. So the old obituary stuff is slow and heavy. They're still slow and heavy. I might have to check them out more because that's the thing. I I'm not quite into much as much as the death metal as you. You're definitely way into it more. Now I was going to ask you what kind of got you into that. But yeah, yeah. You just told me. I I'm going to check that out more then. I, yeah, there I think is. I want to say like eighty nine somewhere's around there. So it's older stuff. Are they yeah, still yeah. putting out albums. Are they they are. Yes, they are. Still touring. So what about uh, the cars? The cars are like the cars, yeah. The cars was a big one to me. Yeah. That changed. Uh, I couldn't tell you exactly what it was about them that I liked so much, but maybe it's, it was because it was only a few guys. Like it wasn't this big. really no one else that sounds like the cars. Like they have their That's own true. thing, you know? That is true. The cult. Cult? I love the cult. The yeah. cult was huge to me also. Um, I don't know, again, what it is. A lot of people compare them to ACDC. I can see that. A lot of the chords are the same. I, whoever plays guitar and stuff like that, it's all bar chords. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. But there's just something about it. Yeah, that it. album Electric for me was yeah. pretty big. And Ian Asbury, the singer, he's uh, he's he's, good, he's a good front man. He, he's very good. He actually lives in Vancouver. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, he's We been, were just talking about the doors, and he's also fronted them before he did yes i did not know that one I no i didn't know that oh you, speaking of things and stuff that you i don't know <laughs> you sent me that video of uh, bon scott being a backup singer for the valentine yeah i didn't know that either I, I, yeah i know i know <laughs> the song so but yeah bizarre. did you know the song i did i've heard it before definitely i thought i heard it before Can i think of the name of it right now no but it was it was old yeah, 50s, six, 60s yeah, hokey 60s shit yeah yeah butterfly something yeah <laughs> i can't remember it's not even worth checking out to be no. honest with you uh for me another big influence was tupac and biggie smalls yeah and uh i never really got into that whole scene but yeah i do know what you're talking about <clears throat> well i didn't at first and what happened was for anybody out there who remembers columbia house you'd order uh you'd order you'd get like nine or ten records for free and then all you had to do was over the next year buy another three or four albums at full price so I figured out how to get all these albums for free <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with bogus names. And I had... I may had, have done the same. <laughs> I did it a lot. And <laughs> I had so many of the things I got. I couldn't even pick albums that I didn't have out of the list anymore. So I thought, well, whatever. I'll check out this rap stuff. I did know rap. I mean, I definitely knew Grand Funk and, and Blondie had done her little... Uh, or I should say Grandmaster Flash, and but Blondie had, had done her little Rapture song, and some people even quote that as being the first rap song, but it is definitely not. Yeah. And the Sugar Hill Gang, that see, that probably is closer to the to the beginning of... But anyways, I got this new list of albums from Columbia House, and I had, oh, I had Mob Depp, uh, Biggie, Tupac, DeBrat. You, I don't, probably don't even know half of these people. No Maestro Fresh West? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> definitely not. And uh, I think I even had some LL Cool J in there. And what always pissed me off was looking at the American one. It was so much better. They had such a different oh, selection yeah. of music. Well, isn't that the same with Netflix? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, th th part of that's because Canadian were, were uh, forced to have up, uh, what is it, twenty percent, like of Canadian to, content. Canadian yeah. content. So that's probably where that's coming from. Uh, so yeah, I definitely got into Tupac. I didn't have a side. It wasn't like east side west side i just liked the music quite a bit and then that opened up a bunch of other doors for me as far as rap and then then all of a sudden they, this thing came up where it was a rap metal mix like yeah. uh yeah 
like I want to say no more. A lot of people say Anthrax was the first band to do that with uh, Public Enemy. Okay. And they did a little bit of rap before that too with another song called I'm the Man. I'll have to check that out. I don't know Anthrax that much. I do know Anthrax. I saw a documentary on them. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. That was a good one. There's a really good one on uh, YouTube, a 17 part one. I don't know if that's the one you've watched. It's like 20 minutes each episode or something. It starts with the history of the beginning to the end. No, definitely not the one I saw. But that's good. The one I did see uh, definitely sucked my interest in and I, I thought that was pretty awesome. Just saw them not long ago with my son. Oh, yeah? What's, uh, and does your boy like it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's way into the heavy stuff like you? Yeah, he likes lots of stuff. Nice. Getting him tickets, actually, for um, Godsmack and I Prevail coming to Abbotsford. Uh, okay, I didn't know that coming up. That's awesome. Apparently, I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, ACDC, of course, was definitely an influence. Uh, Jane's Addiction, that was a huge influence to me. I never heard anybody sing like that. And it's not about like the tone or the way that he sings. It's more about the way that he places the words over top of the music. It's not necessarily a four beat, four, four beat. Uh, he floats all over the place. Like it's, it's a strange thing. Not everybody can sing like Perry Farrell. Yeah. I loved it. I've never seen them actually. I did see them once and yeah. it was a good show there. Um, it was like, you know, they were a little older, so it was a smaller venue, but I yeah. actually prefer the smaller venues. I'd, I'd much rather go to a 2,000 room than a, a 40,000. There's just no personality. I think they're one of the first um, alternative, whatever kind of music you want to call it, that beyond like the award shows, Grammys, something like that, like before the Nirvana or anything. What about um, Buddy Holly? Yeah. I like somebody, Holly. Yeah, that was one of those ones where my... It was, it was sure it was in the mix back then, like with my dad's stuff for sure. And I know this is really, really old shit. It's just that this was this was stuff was different than... Yeah. What about Meatloaf? Never been a big Meatloaf fan. A couple songs. What's that one with the round and the basses and stuff? I don't like that one. Paradise yeah, Light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Actually, that's... I did I, own Bad Out of Hell, of course, like everybody else. Well, I owned a Bad Out of Hell, but I was basically raised in a cult, and so I wasn't allowed yeah, to have the yeah. album. <laughs> so what I did was I traded a go-kart for the record, and, and I, didn't, I wasn't supposed to have it, so I didn't want to bring it into the house. And my brother, shortly before this, he he bought a, a Kiss t-shirt, yeah. and it, my dad or my mom, somebody saw it, and when my dad saw it, it was just like... <laughs> yeah, I had a few friends have all their CDs, or, or actually cassettes back then, I guess, taken away. Oh, yeah, my... Uh, well, sent to, like, Christian school somewhere. <laughs> <yeah>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> my dad actually made him cut it the t-shirt up into the like funny we got squares. in trouble for wearing um metal shirts at school so they called my dad over one time um and he just randomly had an iron maiden shirt on that was too big for me he wore it to work your dad did coming to school not knowing why <laughs> here comes my dad in a maiden shirt the principal's just like uh never mind <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's freaking awesome i love it um i know that they're, you know bad story and stuff behind this guy now but what about michael jackson yeah Never was really a big fan of that kind of stuff. It, I mean, it's good for... I respect what he did, but... But you weren't the kind of kid that went roller skating every Friday and Saturday no. night? See, I was. I'm sure I owned the Thriller album or whatever it is there. Oh, yeah, I definitely owned that one. I was definitely a Michael Jackson fan when I was a kid, and that all that has to do with, like I said, going roller skating every Friday, Saturday night to get away from the cult for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> Never knew Eddie Van Halen did that solo for a long time. 
yeah. beat it. Yeah, it does it. And I think he didn't even get paid for that if I read something. Nope. And Van Halen got all pissed off at yeah, him. Yeah. If you listen to that, just before that guitar solo starts, you'll hear a knock. I think I talked about this before, but you hear a knock on the, it goes like a three knocks, boom, boom, boom. And then the guitar solo goes. Yeah. And that was the janitor was in the hallway. He didn't know <laughs> if anybody was in the room. So he knocked on the door to come in and clean it. And then Eddie took off with his solo. I don't mind the one that Slash did with him. I can't think of the name of it offhand, but. Oh, yeah. I do know I do know that he did this. Yeah. And it's a pretty popular song, too, but I can't think of I'd it either. I'd probably rather listen to the Weird Al um, <laughs> ones that he makes fun of. I cannot do Weird Al. No? No, I I'd can't. I'd love to go see that in concert. It'd be awesome. No, I can't do Weird Al. I did <laughs> I did see the movie Weird, and that was actually pretty good. I, I will give I will give. He does have there. another movie called uh, UHV or UVH or something. Oh, yeah. He's at, uh, VH. No, it can't be VH1. I, I, I know whatever what that thing is on the TV the U, UVH UHV there's just something yeah. about him that drives me fucking nuts <laughs> anyways we're running late on the weed part um, do you got any other influences that you wanted to mention um what did I have to say anything else here uh, that was about it pretty much uh, we got babbling a little too much about the music but you know what I actually wanted to do I was thinking about changing again change, this is like a a thing in, in reforming it I don't even know what I'm doing yet so I was thinking about mixing the weed and the and the, and the music part all together, just so that it's more of a little bit of weed and rolling a doobie, smoking it, talking music. Yeah, as we're talking kind of thing. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. I actually meant to do that this time, but we took off and I just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so we'll try the Afghani Kush. Okay, here. We're going to try the Afghani Kush, but you know what? We're going to check out this really cool grinder Daryl just brought me. I can't really say the name. I can tell you the letters on it, though. It's L-C-F-U-N. And I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. And it's a pretty cool grinder. It's larger than normal ones. It's Definitely usually larger, yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you the size-wise. Usually, what, they'd be about an inch and a half. This has got to be about a two and a quarter. It's taller. Oh, I can definitely smell that weed. What, what's the strain on that? The Afghani Kush. Oh, I like that. You grind it up and I'll roll it. Okay. The grinder has a nice magnet on top, so you... you your lid doesn't fly off. And since it's brand new, of course, it's going to work awesome. I think but I looked them up online. They're like 40 bucks, something like that. It's got a window in the grinder area. That's unusual. I've never seen that before. I've seen them. I, I looked them up a little bit. And, of course, they're always listed as a spice grinder, this, that. And yeah. But this one uh, had herb grinder right on it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> These always have a screen on them, and you can collect a little bit of your hash or whatever you want to call it on the bottom there but i i find i don't get that much anymore because and the reason partly for that is because i like my weed with a little bit of moisture in there yeah for sure nice looking grinder though here give her a rip do you have one of these too no i i don't even use a grinder ever i use um a hand grinder like this but i won't use an electric one it's just too powerful and knocks all the crystals off and i don't i don't like that so while you're doing that i'll give you a little bit of specs on afghani kush Afghani Kush, THC is actually a little bit low, but it's been considered one of the top flavors. And the feelings, people say, are sleepy, hungry, and giggly. Negatives are dry eyes, dry mouth, and dizzy. Told you before, dry eyes is a plus to me. I don't know why they have that under negative. And people say it helps with stress, pain, and anxiety. Afghani Kush has been around for freaking hundreds of years, but they've perfected it, and that's probably... Like just people have changed the way they grow shit. They used to just throw seeds in the ground, and there'd be male plants and female plants, and they would mix together. And they just it, you just can't do it like that. So nowadays they know how to focus in and get the the bigger, better buds. 
they say that it is calming and THC levels about middle and like I said about 15%. I think that CBG was one. And uh, when I, I say CBG, I'm not kidding. I mean CBG in case somebody thinks I'm making a mistake on CBD. <laughs> CBG, CBG is more like a collective of all of the terpenes and terpenes or however you want to say that and all including the CBD. CBDs are more going to give you the effects like like so if you got somebody who uh, wants to use pot for medical situations and they don't want to get high, then that's what they're looking for is these different things that are in the in the CBDs or the CBG. But the CBG is a collection of all the other CBDs or you know what I mean. Anyways, <clears throat> grinder worked very well, I will say. Usually I don't like the grinder because it cuts it up too fine, but this was not as fine as usual, I found. The thing I like about that grinder is um, the other ones, I find a lot of times I cut cut the shit out of my thumb because my nail, I'll just cut it like that. This says it's going to have a woody, spicy, and a slight tar flavor. I tried one earlier, and I did really like the flavor, I will say. Okay, let's give her a rip. All right. Here we go. Fire in the hole. And we have a lighter? We do. We have a couple. <laughs> yeah, I brought a couple out just to make sure. Not bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a nice taste to it. It burns really nice, I will say. Good. Mentioned before, I can't stand the not burning stuff. Yeah, I don't want to use like a lighter shit. again. I know, right? Let her rip and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't make me cough right off the bat, which is also a bonus. I despise coughing when it comes to weed. Oh, I got some of that weed that uh, my cousin sent down from Terrace. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were saying... Uh, one token, I was, like, done. Like, I just cough for an hour. Does he know what he's doing? Has he done it before um, growing? I don't know if it's actually his, but, like, he gets it off a of buddy or whatever or something. But, yeah. Usually, it's not like that. <laughs> oh, so he, you've gotten weed that he grew prior and it was all right? Yeah, it was always good. Uh, but this was not so good. What, what did he tell... Did he warn you? Or? No, I did not know the what type it was or anything i just got a jar of it give it to a buddy now let him choke <laughs> <laughs> hmm. smells really good it just made me cough like bad well one of the ways i judge weed is like i said uh, when you leave the room when you come back in some weed just smells like the cat piss somewhere and other weeds just smell like oh i just i want to smoke another one yeah i can tell this is uh this is nice it actually burns really good i'm happy with that yeah, I had a buddy who went to a concert and he lit a joint up in the back on the way home. Yeah. Oh my God, it smelled just like dog shit, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like one time I was on the bus, I had a bag of skunk with me. Did I tell you this story? I don't think so. And uh, I was sitting beside this girl and she's like, you know, you think people would, would see them and, yeah. and not hit them. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, a skunk, you can't smell that? And it's like, oh fuck, that's the weed in my pocket. That was the old school skunk, which we did talk about. Yes. But if anybody knows uh, how to get an actual skunk. Yeah, if anybody has any old school skunk. For the love of God, please. (laughs) But uh, Probably smoke it now and be like, ugh. I don't think so. No, probably not. No, I don't think so. Because when I first started smoking weed, uh, what was it? Red hair? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Red hair, and it was full of seeds and stems and it and hairs, like not not people hairs, but like weed hairs, and it was just not good. And then that brown shit, we did talk about that before chocolate and mexican weed yeah and cambodian was another word they'd use and that tie stick you ever had that i think i may have yes i don't think i was too impressed well nine out ten nine out ten times some guy just took a fucking some weed and tied it to a stick (laughs) so it was totally bullshit so i don't know how how would you describe that flavor 
Um, <laughs> a little spicy. I, I, I can feel the spice. I see. I could see the spice, but not too much. I don't normally like the spice, but I, I could see that. It's not bad, Woody. That's not a bad. That's not a bad assessment either. I don't really get the tar thing yet, but whatever. I don't feel anxious. Feeling nope. any pain? No pain. All right. Nope. <laughs> no riding. more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Are you giggly, hungry, or sleepy? Um, all of the above. Perfect review. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Uh, we ran longer on the music, so I'm going to cut this uh, short on the weed part. Not that I'm trying to take it anything away from anybody. It's just that we're going to finish smoking this one, and then we're going to do another show. Kate, one more hit. Yeah, burn really nice. Absolutely. I, I also don't like those. I don't like those ones where you get like two two tokes and it's roach time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Usually too dry. Yeah, it wasn't. This wasn't that big of a joint. It lasted pretty good. Nice. I would definitely buy some of that. Was that a gift or did you actually get that somewhere? No, I bought some today. Ooh, so what, what kind of money is that worth? Uh, like uh, like fifty bucks for for half. That's not. That's a lot different than when we were kids. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so hundred bucks an ounce. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Afghani Kush was? Yep. Yep. Well, there we go. Well, maybe if I see some at a dispensary, I will get some and see if it's see if it, how it compares. So anyways, that is going to be this show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the support from everybody. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate that. it a lot. Absolutely. I was quite surprised of how the way everybody's taken it and uh, just blown away in a lot of ways. Yeah, but a few people asking to be guests and we'll get to you. Definitely going to get to you. Part of it has to do with figuring out audio and doing remote calls. And I put some time into it, but I haven't got that completely ironed out yet. But it's coming. But I have a lot of people who want to be on the show and I have a lot of people that are... I The biggest thing I hear is when's the next show coming? When's the next show coming? So this is why we're talking about maybe doing it once a week. So anyways, okay, I'm going to sign out. Uh, have yourself a good week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Yeah, I just forgot to mention that uh, Warborn's playing uh, at the Wolf in Maple Ridge July 29th with Cheap Purple. They also got a new song out on Spotify. You can head over there and check it out called Bury the Bones. Uh, maybe we'll play a clip of it. Mm-hmm.